Welcome to the Team Clearcoat Podcast. This is an automotive enthusiast podcast by two car nerds. We love cars, we love talking about cars, and we love yelling at each other about cars. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. Okay, everyone. We are back. Hello, everybody. Episode six. Episode six? Yeah. Ian. Dave. How's it going, buddy? It's going well. Yeah, so... Team Clear Cup podcast episode six. Let's get into it, man. Okay. Um, so that vocal wagon's still fucking up, huh? Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. I just I feel so bad for anybody that bought the cars because it's. I mean, before all of this, it was the those were the cars to get, man. They're great yeah. cars. They're still great cars. They are. They are still great cars. And I just I feel I. I really feel for anybody that's that's bought one that that has to go through this and yeah, and is worried about what it's going to look like on the other side of it. Yeah, and it's a legitimate fear that people would have and everything. But, um, the testimony that happened on in Congress was horrendous. Was it? I I didn't watch. I just it. I read recap. Okay, and I wasn't able to watch it. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, I mean it. It's worse than everyone thought as far as, like, when people knew things and and how they reacted to the news. and uh, I mean, it's clearly intentional. Okay. You know, and it went yeah. very high up. Like, okay. Um, the last I read was that there was speculation that the chief engineers for some of the Porsche um, racing stuff um, could be implicated. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's gotten out of hand. Wow. But I think the most interesting thing, I mean, everybody, I think at this point, it's well established that Volkswagen is in some shit. Um, the more interesting thing to me is the stuff that uh, came out in The Guardian, and everyone's kind of wary of this information, but okay, the idea is that um, European investigators have found that other car manufacturers do not perform any missions to the way that um as the basically they don't perform as advertised right right under real world conditions that they perform really yep. well under the test but there's not necessarily a cheating device that basically they design these engines and specifically the emissions um the emissions equipment around the test which should not come as a shock to anybody no it, it shouldn't and I mean, we kind of had a hunch that other people would be, uh, other manufacturers would be part of this as well. Yeah. Maybe not to the extent of Volkswagen, but. Right. I mean. But now we're getting into gray area. Yeah. Very we much are. so. We are. It makes me think of like uh, old tobacco designing, you know, um, filtered, filtered cigarettes in the testing equipment, you know, and yeah. like all of those kinds of things where they're kind of gaming the system as much as they can to get the results that they want. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think the uh I don't yes, that's a good comparison. The the one that, the thing that I keep thinking about though is is the uh the way that motorsports rules are written. Okay. And how all of this seems like like it makes sense when you think about it through that filter. Okay. You know, like can you give me an example of that? Um, well, I knew you were going to say that, and now I'm struggling to <laughs> think of a <laughs> think of an actual regulation uh, and, a, and, a, and an analogy. But basically, just that you're going to you're writing. Basically, you're designing to 
the letter of the law and not the intent of the law. Okay. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Right? So, like, if you know, um, okay, let's say there's a, say there's a minimum weight that you have to have on the car. Yes. Right? Or a minimum fuel, fuel level. Yes. If you know when that, uh, when that measurement is going to take place, you know, you're going to treat your parade lap differently or whatever it is. Actually, there was a scandal in F1 just this year. Uh, with this exact same sort of situation. Okay. It was F1's version of Deflate Gate. Okay. So basically what happened... Oh, I think I heard about this. Go yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So, and actually, this is a really perfect analogy. Okay. So what happened was the FIA would test the tire pressures on the, uh, the, the tires for all the F1 cars at a particular time. And all the teams knew when that time was. Now... In a formula car, so first of all, everyone has the same tires. You have like two compounds to choose from, but they're the same tire manufacturer. Everyone uses Pirelli. And so they really tightly regulate how the tires are used. Um, and you have to like follow Pirelli's guidance for that for that race and all these other regula- crazy regulations. Wow, okay. So basically what happened was... Um, they knew when the FIA would check the tire pressure. And I okay. can't remember. It was somewhere around like parade lap, between parade lap and start or something like that. And ba- so basically there was some running on the tire, but not a lot, not enough, not like full race running. So you had kind of a, a window in there and tire pressure on a like a, a one pound, uh, a one pound per square inch change on a Formula One car and, and tire pressure is a huge yeah. difference, right? Yeah. Because it affects the ride height and aerodynamics and everything else. Yes. So, um, Mercedes got dinged um, for having PSI that was like it was like half a PSI PSI out of out of whack, like it was okay. too low. Okay. And there had been some ty- big, like spectacular tire fa- failures in, earlier in the season, and Pirelli was basically trying to blame everybody but themselves and all this other stuff. So. Um, they were saying, well, this is an unsafe thing. And so now everybody has to have like these inflated tire pressures because of when they are testing the tire pressures. So before the teams could sort of game the system. So like you could take a harder parade lap or whatever it was, or keep them in the blankets longer. Okay. So it would have a higher tire pressure when it was being measured. But then when you're running, it would actually be slightly lower, which is more grippy and and uh, an, ad, an advantage. Okay. And you end up with like a lower ride height and the whole thing. Right, right. So that would be, to me, is a good example of this gray area that we're now entering. And so that, that sort of mentality is innate in car manufacturers, especially car manufacturers yeah. that have a history and legacy in motorsport. And now, you know, when you are talking about government regulators yeah. that have the same attitude and people are acting surprised. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And I didn't think about that. The motor, the brand's affiliation with motorsport being part of a possible company culture that is kind of designed around. But that's why people, that's why people buy Porsches, right? right? Because of heritage and legacy and same with Ferrari, right? Yep. Sure. Sure. That's their pedigree is, is motorsport. Yeah. And smart cars, right? And smart cars. Yeah. 
Yeah. By the way, a smart car spec race would be hilarious. I, I think, I mean, inevitably, you and I just have to get some zip cars and just, I don't know, set up a parking lot <laughs> autocross course and then just hope that they don't pull the GPS trackers on them. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe like, we'll... What are these really tiny squiggly lines? <laughs> maybe we'll wrap them in aluminum foil. I don't know. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Just, we don't need to see out. Just, yeah, just cut holes for our, for our eyes. Yeah. Yep. Team clear coat, man. The yeah. things we the things we'll do. Yeah. Oh, the places we'll go. <laughs> Jail, mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, prison. Prison. Uh our own garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Underneath a leaky car. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. So that's my ah, that's fun, my sorry. topical Man, yeah. I again I just feel I feel bad for the owners of the car. I because they are victim a victim of circumstance as far as what they have to deal with as going through what Volkswagen is going to put them through, and I I I feel bad. They're great cars. They're really good cars, and I just I wish I wish I could just magic all this away. You, you know, know, you know who else? What is the most upsetting thing about this whole thing to me is what? personally this is what this is me taking something that has nothing to do with me whatsoever. Okay, incredibly personally, I'm upset with the Volkswagen leadership for making me feel bad for Volkswagen dealer service reps. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Yeah. I can't even imagine what those folks are going through. Yeah. And I mean, I feel... Yeah. I'm, I'm upset that I have feelings for them at this point. <laughs> <laughs> because those guys suck. But... Emotion is happening and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, it's Team Clearcoat. Sometimes we, we have emotions. I don't. I don't recognize that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree with that. Check our Instagram feed, and you'll find evidence of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't okay. have emotions, Dave. I, sometimes I just sob uncontrollably. <laughs> but that, that's not emotions, Ian. No. Not nope. Emo- nope. <laughs> Completely unrelated to everything that happens inside of me. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, let's talk about your upcoming race. Yes. And then I have an upcoming track day that I'm going to be doing. So yeah. let's talk about the race. So I have some questions about the race format. Um, is it a 24-hour race? Is it a 12-hour race? G- give me the logistics around yeah. how long you goofballs are going to be out on the track. So it, it they just expanded it, actually. So it's the Chump Car Race at Road America um, in on October 16th, I think. Yeah. 16th. And um, so... It's um, it's nine hours on Saturday, okay. seven hours on Sunday. So it's oh, a split. Wow. It's a split thing. So they, you're not running at night because there's no lights at Road America. Okay, and so that you can repair every single thing that's fallen off the Maserati. All of the things that I will uh-huh. inevitably break on the, yeah. on the Maserati. Right. Um. So and there's a practice before that. So yeah, they opened up. Uh, it's like a paid practice session. So it's essentially a track day, but it's reserved for Trump Car people. Okay. So. Uh, on Friday, I'm going to get to be, hopefully, I'm going to get to be acquainted with the car a little bit, yeah. and the track, and everything else. Because my all of my experience with the track so far is watching YouTube videos obsessively, yep, and uh, playing Project Cars on your on your rig, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's all yeah. I know about it. Yeah, I wish you luck. Yeah, I'm um, shitting myself constantly about it. I'm, yeah. Really, really nervous, but um, yeah. very excited as well. I am really looking forward to tweets from the uh, from the paddock. Yeah, as you're. So I, I'm s- hoping I have signal. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> may not happen. Um, so, so you guys are taking shifts in the car. How's how's that working? You have three drivers total. We have four drivers. It's okay. a it's an endurance race. So uh-huh. it's for anyone who doesn't know, an endurance race format is there's a set number, there's a set time um, that everyone runs, and then whatever t- whoever whichever team completes the most laps is the one that wins. So it's not um, so very often the car with that sets the fastest lap time doesn't doesn't win um, because it's it's more a test it's a good balance actually because you yeah. have to you have to keep the car together mm-hmm. you have to keep your tires working um, you have to not crash yeah. that's usually helpful uh-huh. and then you know things like efficient pit stops um, f- uh, honestly fuel efficiency yeah. like these are all things that you kind of have to take into account when you are thinking about like how hard you're going to drive the car and everything. So, um, I'm not going to be thinking about any of that. Probably, I'm going to be concentrating really hard on not dying. Yes, I um, would prefer you not do that. Yeah, yeah. So not um, die at yeah. least. Not, so I'm not hoping die. by like a few races in, then I'll be able yeah. to start thinking about those things uh-huh. as well. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm just going to try to be tidy and yep, not crash. Yeah, yeah. What's the rear view mirror situation in that car? Does it have one of those giant yeah. long ra- yeah. racing rear view it's mirrors? Awesome. I don't okay. know why all of our cars don't have those. Yeah. Yeah. Like, those should just be mandatory. Let's just go get some. Yeah. Okay. They're awesome. Yeah. but Those are really cool. Yeah. And it's also going to be interesting, too. Like, one of the fun things about our team is that, like, my cousin is going to be on the team with us. And he's, I think, 6'5", six, 6'6". Oh, six, okay. Okay. And I am not. Right. Correct. That at yep. all. So. True. It all has to work. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. For. Yep. Me. And, and him. Yeah. And yeah. then normal size people as uh-huh. well. Yeah. So we have like all every the everything spectrum. in between. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Wow. Okay. All right. And it's an Italian car that my yeah. family was responsible for putting together, so who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> right? The wild card. <laughs> yeah. Um so do they does uh do use your words, Dave. Does the team have a rough idea about how many laps they can get or how many miles they can get? per tank of gas on, yes on well this it's car. more in hours per okay uh-huh. hours per sure um per tank and i can't remember what that figure was but basically it was it was from a cost perspective like trying to figure out like what you need to budget for and all uh-huh. that but yeah the, there's a rough idea there okay. and they i think he's i think they're running race gas so okay um which is which is fun. Which yeah. is good for turbos, but yeah, and it's gonna be cold too. So. Yeah, cold air for the turbo. That's gonna yeah. be awesome. Yeah, as long as I'm, I'm, if this is something that can keep heat soak at bay, then that'll be very very good. Yeah, yeah, it should be should be interesting. Yeah, There's a lot of high speed corners in that on that track. Yeah, so. that course. So the the thing about Road America, just from playing it in Project Cars and seeing watching you play it and i'm re i'm so curious to see what it's like when you come back and you know we we have a conversation we're not even going to talk to each other until we podcast <laughs> we're just going to make eye contact and maybe just text blank yeah. blank like you know emotionless emojis to each other right um until we talk about it on the on the podcast but i i am the thing that seems to kind of possibly add to your anxiety about the course is that there doesn't seem to be a lot of differentiation in the um, the geographic features of the turns. They mm-hmm. kind of seem to blend a, together a little bit. There isn't a, there aren't a whole lot of unique turns except for the large carousel 
the big sweeping right-hander. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, you know, you kind of put things together. Oh, after this hill, it's a left. After that hill, it's a right. Or, you know, just kind of, you know, like you do with any other track. But let's compare it to something, say, like Laguna Seca. Obviously, even without the corkscrew at Laguna Seca, you have, you know, you have a really prominent sequence of left-hand turns, Mm -hmm. a couple rights, and then a, then a hill as you're making a left, a couple lefts, yeah. corkscrew. So, like, you just kind of had these, like, um, I don't know, like these, like, musical measures of a track, right? Mm-hmm. And with Road America, it seems to kind of be a little bit difficult to find that uh, rhythm, I guess. Yeah, I think from watching YouTube videos, it looks a little bit better than it does on the video game. Okay. As far as, as, far as like, features and, uh-huh. and landmarks and stuff. Okay. Um. And I think probably in real life, it's going to be a lot, you know, like I think if, if somebody showed me, if I played high planes on a video game, I think I would have a hard time learning the track, but I feel like, okay. Um, having driven that track a few times now, like I have definite landmarks and I know, yeah, you know, oh, the three board uh-huh. for the braking zone doesn't mean shit to me on this corner, <laughs> but on this corner, like if I'm not already on the brakes, I'm, uh-huh. I'm fucked, you know? Okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm anxious to see that too. Yeah. Um I've heard that it's actually a really pretty track. It looks like it. I don't yeah. think it's going to be that pretty in October. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe autumn. Yeah. Wooded. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. going to be like high Fog- of, foggy. High of 50. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be chilly. I hope it stays dry for you, man. I really do. I do too. Yeah, yeah. so far the forecast has it as it's going to rain on Thursday, so I'm going to show up to a green track on Friday, but okay. um yeah, it's supposed to be supposed to be all right so okay the weekend yeah. cool and again i'm looking forward to hearing everything about it i can't wait i yeah like i'm so living vicariously through you for this like it, <laughs> this is like your first real race car driving experience yeah. right? Yep. yeah 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 lifelong dream hopefully yeah. it'll fuck it up <laughs> that's what we need on a t-shirt yeah yep boom marketing machine team clear cut <laughs> um okay well that's awesome man i I'm doing a track day with Emich Volkswagen. Ah, Volkswagen. Yeah. Um, they're probably anxious to get stuff out to the track where people just aren't going to ask them questions about it. Just like, yeah. shut up and drive your car fast around these turns. Yeah. You know. They had to get the service manager out, like, from sobbing underneath his desk. <laughs> He's just been in the fetal position for, like, three hours. Yeah. Or for, like, three weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, poor bastard. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I've just kind of been thinking about what to do with the sob. Because I'm going to use my daily driver uh, for this track day um, and just kind of trying to figure out what to do to prep it. I really wish I could do new brake pads and rotors. I'm probably not going to be able to swing that. My brakes are a little squeaky, so I might do new pads on the front and just kind of go from there. Um, Are you changing compounds? Yeah. You should at least get them turned then, the rotors turned. Yeah, okay. Because you want to like get... Start with a fresh surface. Yeah, you don't want to... Yeah, you want to bed the the new compound in. You don't want to mix compounds, basically. I think for because the compound actually becomes part of the rotor. Yeah, I think for the cost of just having my rotors turn, I could probably just get new rotors, right? Or you could just take a Dremel and just fucking sand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they ended up doing with my because they couldn't turn my two piece ones. That they, oh, that I okay. Because they're slotted as well. Uh-huh. Um, so slotted rotors, I think they don't usually turn them. They just they, sand it or wire brush it. Um, well, they just look like a, yeah, like a, but like on an attachment and just, yeah, just hmm. hit it with that. You just want to get, like I said, you just want to get that, that 
first layer of compound off. Okay. Um, and then follow the bedding procedures for your new pads. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm. I may do that. I. I'm gonna take it uh, to the shop for a transmission flush and fill because the Saab NG900 has a really weird transmission drain plug, and unfortunately, with these cars, they don't have a transmission filter. Um, hmm. They just have a you know a sealed transmission system where it's right. just fluid. So, um, yeah. So I'll take it in for a transmission flush and fill. I was thinking about picking up a different serpentine belt to bypass the AC compressor for the day, um, just to not have that extra drain on the engine. Well, can't you just not have the AC on? I could, I could, but that pulley still pull, still spinning. The clutch for the AC isn't engaged. Right. But I don't feel like the penalty of just having yeah a you know not loaded up pulley. Spinning around would be that bad. I have to buy one anyway because that's what's going to fit our track car should we ever get it running. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you should do that. Yeah. Go for it. Right? Yeah. Just have to find the right size. Yeah. yeah, So, I don't know. I'm going to be gentle on the sob during this track day. I'm going to be making sure to rev rev match all my downshifts. Yep. Um, That's a a big thing. Um, You should work on heel toe while while you're doing it. The way the pedals are set up on the Saab. Are your feet too big? My feet are fairly big. I mean, I wear a size 11 and a half mm-hmm. shoe, like in an Adidas typically, which is, I don't know how it's sized, but that's my size for an Adidas Samba. Um, the way the pedals are set up, they're staggered in a different distance. So the the clutch is the most towards you in the sob. Yeah. The brake pedal's in the middle and then the gas pedal is receded quite far into the footwell. And Saab's done that for safety. So that if you freak out and you mash a pedal mm-hmm. if you're about to crash or something, more than likely you're going to hit the clutch or brake first before you hit the gas. Right. And so it's very difficult for me to get a foot uh, I'm listeners I'm making hand motions. It's very <laughs> difficult for me to get a t- a toe up on the brake and heel because my foot's kind of turning backwards. Yeah, don't use your actual heel. Yeah? Yeah, no. So what I do... Ian's showing me foot motions. So now what I do is... So you have your clutch in, right? Yes. So you want to be like pretty deep into the brakes uh-huh. when you're doing this. Yes. You just roll. You roll? So I use my... Ooh. I basically brake with my big toe. Okay. All right. So I like literally like... And actually the best way to learn I found was to be barefoot okay uh-huh. so i would yeah. practice a lot when i was on my way home from soccer and i would drive oh, uh-huh. barefoot yeah because you were wearing cleats before yeah right uh-huh. so i take my cleats off and then i'd be barefoot and then so you basically like grip onto the brake pedal with your big toe and the and that that pad uh-huh. uh, that's like immediately underneath it yeah and then just roll into the throttle huh. with okay. your that part so I'll you end s- up kind of like cupping your foot okay i'll see if that reaches yeah. okay that might be huh yeah. yeah, try it. Okay, all right. I'll that's give it a I try. Do. I'll yeah, report I, back. I can't. I can't do that. That. Yeah. It, I mean, that's like makes, like trying to use your toe on the brake and then hit, actually use your heel. Right. I think that's just a figure of speech. Cause oh, okay. I, I think my you, foot doesn't bend that way. But okay, yeah. Walter Rolls does. Well, but yeah. he's not human. Right. Yeah. Clearly, he's yeah, a superhero. It. Yeah. Oh gosh, he's my idol. What if that was your whole like? Like, if you were surrounded by, like, all the superheroes got created all at once, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And Walter Rule's just standing there looking like some dude. Uh-huh. And Superman's like, well, I can fly. Uh-huh. And, like, all the X-Men are, are all standing there, and they go through all their powers and right. shit. Uh-huh. And then, and then they're like, what's up with you? And Walter Rule's just like, my foot bends this way now. And they're like, <laughs> you're never going to get anywhere with that. Get out of here. Go get in that shitbox Audi over there. And then he just, like, drives off sideways. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Walter and Hall, my superhero scene and scene yes uh yeah um i mean hey you know sometimes i just want to make the wallpaper to my computer walter roll yeah like you know yeah yeah when i'm sick i usually end up like if i'm you know sick and just in bed feeling miserable for myself uh-huh. i usually end up just watching like old world world rally championship oh, yeah. videos uh-huh yeah i'll watch the uh <laughs> gil panizzi donut at catalina over and over. Oh, again. I know exactly which one you're talking about. <sighs> okay, so so when I, he's like so far ahead in the rally, he just starts doing don't, and it's on the pavement rally, uh-huh, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Know exactly what you're okay, talking about. Okay, so I don't watch I don't watch sports. I don't watch much motorsport. For being a car guy, I I don't watch. I don't do a lot of the car guy things sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I don't watch F1. Like I I'm aware. Like I know how Mercedes split up their turbo. You know, and like through the engine, yeah. I'm aware of that stuff because that is cool as hell. Yeah, like I love that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, if you're interested in what Dave is referring to, you should just uh, look look for uh, Martin Brundle, who's an old F1 racer and now a really good commentator for Sky Sports. Uh, Martin Brundle, Mercedes Turbo, and he has this like really great like five six minute video mm-hmm. where he explains like this one decision. That yeah. Mercedes made last year when F1 went turbo, and and all of the knock-on effects. Yep. That game happened. changer. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. awesome. So, but I I used to love WRC and especially like late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. When we could get it on in America, we could get it on the Speed Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul McRae, Richard Burns. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Marcus, Loeb's first. Marcus Grundholm. Oh yeah. Uh, Carlos Seitz. Um, it was when Sebastian Loeb first hit, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Tommy Mackinnon was still driving mm-hmm. from time to time. Um, yeah, I loved WRC. And my favorite driver, and still my favorite driver to this day, is Gil Pinizzi. <laughs> he is. He the, was the tarmac called, specialist, right? He was the tarmac specialist. He was called the Terror on Tarmac yeah, or the Tarmac right. Terror. And he he was completely useless on any other surface. <laughs> Snow, gravel, ice, dirt. He was I mean, he's better than any of us will ever be. Yeah. But he was not good compared to the other drivers. But you put him on tarmac and he made magic happen. Yeah. It was so great. And so the the video that Ian and I were referring to where he does a donut is a tarmac rally in Catalina and he was 70 seconds ahead something ridiculous in yeah. the turn of the end rally yeah yeah and so he, he didn't his brother is the co-driver herve um he didn't even tell his brother he was going to do that do this donut but there's this great hairpin turn and sometimes they take it where they're going downhill in this case they were going uphill and so it's this sweeping hairpin left and there's 
uh, hillside and fans are just everywhere, mm-hmm. and they just line up because this is a great place to spectate. Like yeah, you can't of... like see any grass in the video because yeah. it's just packed with yeah. people. Yeah, and so he just he comes flying into this hairpin. He comes like one of the great things about this video is that like one second before he hits the actual turn to this to the hits the area for this hairpin. His car is sliding, like four-wheel drifting, and slightly rotating to the right, like, away. And, like, he's kind of out of control, but he's managing it. Like, he's coming in so fast. And, I mean, it's no thing for Gil. He's (laughs) like a boss. But, like, look for that turn Mm -hmm. the next time you watch that video. Yeah. uh, Because that's a pucker moment for anyone. (laughs) And then after that, he pulls into the hairpin, whips the most badass donut, and the fans go wild, and then he just flies off, and his brother in typical fashion just goes, that was not in the pace notes. (laughs) (laughs) In in French. Yeah. Yeah. That was was not in the notes. Yeah. Yeah, and then he still won the rally by like 40 seconds. In the middle of a stage, just Uh doing donuts. Yep, just did a donut for the fans. And he did it for the fans, yeah. Yeah. There's also a really great video of him driving on the Nürburgring Uh where um, he's in the Peugeot 206 rally car, which is like one of my favorite rally cars ever. I love the Peugeot 206. Okay. Um, And because, like, when that hit, like, a lot of, like, Subaru and Mitsubishi were just destroyed. Yeah. Like, Peugeot's coming to town, and Mm -hmm. they're running game. Yeah. Right? Um, So... There's a great video where he's just doing a demo drive on the Nürburgring with other traffic. Like, you know, people that are on the Nürburgring. And he's just flying by, like, (laughs) you know, Porsches and guys on super bikes. And just. (laughs) And then they interview him after, and he's like, oh, it was good. It was good. I I pass everyone. It's so great. He's my favorite driver. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, Gil Panizzi, man. I was always a Colin McRae fan because yeah. he would like either crash or win, and there's yes. no in between. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. It, but yeah, that's uh, really good. I'll I, have I to really, look up that Nurburgring video. Yeah, I I really miss that era of rally. It just I don't know. It seemed like the the golden age of motorsport for me. Like it just you know yeah yeah. I was just soaking it all up. Loved it. Yeah. So this is something that I've wanted to talk about on the podcast for a while now. Sure. Why don't you like Formula One, or why don't you watch Formula One? I I have a very short attention span, and oh, I mean, wow. I it's probably just some ADD that's never really been treated. But mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I just can't focus for that long. Yeah. I. It I don't seems know. like the technical aspects of it though would be of interest to you at least. Yeah, I mean, like I am. I'm disappointed to hear about things like, you know, them all having to use the same tires because a big thing, you know, for WRC is tire selection, tire Mm -hmm. pressure, that kind of stuff makes or breaks races as well, like drag racing, things like that. Yeah. Um, So like seeing some of that kind of neutralization, uh, I find that off-putting. I don't know. Like I, I love all of the mechanics that go into F1 cars. Like there was that video of, uh, who was it? Nico Rosberg when he was, he was, they sh- showed hi- how he actually sat inside an F1 car, like mm-hmm. just the angle that his body <clears throat> yeah. is at. And then there was the cross section of the Williams F1 car mm-hmm. where, you know, like you could see the driver and the fuel and the fire yeah. suppression. And I like that, but like that doesn't necessarily make me want to watch a race. Okay. You see? Yeah, like, does that make sense? I guess. No, I mean, and it is, 
it is daunting to get into as well because there's like there's a lot of politics and yeah all that. i mean i mean it's pretty corrupt yeah um, but um it's just i don't know the just the numbers that they put up of like you know five and six g through corners mm-hmm. and then they're doing that for two hours straight yeah you know? like that's just crazy um yeah i don't i don't know it seems like i just kind of grow numb to it like yes mm-hmm. it's crazy but like watching it on tv i guess i don't really have a way to contextualize it yeah you know yeah i don't know so the only thing the next year we just need to go to uh austin together and go watch the race yeah i mean i would love to see a race you know like yeah I would love to see. I'd love to hear those cars in real life. The sound is a huge thing for me. Well, and actually, that's a big thing in the last two years. The sound, everyone is, there's a lot of mixed uh, thoughts about the sound. Honestly, whatever sound they make, I'm going to love it. Knowing that that's the sound of (laughs) an F1 car. Yeah. Right? And that's that's special. I don't get to hear that every day. That's true. Right? Like, I'm the kind of person that cracks his window so that I can hear a Jaguar uh, XJ r mm-hmm. right yeah is that xkr xkr right the yeah. super fast one that you got to rev uh a while ago or you oh got... the xf xf yes thank you the xf, XF. Yeah, yeah like i will crack my window because i know that car has a good exhaust note and yeah. i know like it's i don't see those every day yeah you know like when i saw the maserati um that i talked me. about less yeah the maserati giblets um <laughs> <laughs> the maserati grenadine um last time uh, i cracked my window hoping to hear some of that kind of cool new v6 roar that mm-hmm. maserati's kind of been touting and i couldn't hear it but yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know hmm. yeah okay it's not that i don't think it's cool it's just i it for some reason it just doesn't resonate with me yeah okay yeah all right yeah fair enough no problem all right so what else we got what else do you want to talk about i don't know man um you want to play some fmk cars yeah yeah Okay. All right. Uh, why don't you go first this time? Okay. I went first last time. Okay. So I have one. This is all just from the top of my head. Oh, okay. Um, so these are cars that I've owned. Okay. All right? All right. And, uh, yeah. All right. Cars that I've owned. Okay. First up, mm-hmm. Nissan. Nissan. Oh, it's going to be the pickup. 1988. Yeah. Nissan pickup truck. Okay. Uh, standard cab, two-wheel drive. Okay. Four-speed transmission. Oh. Bed liner in the truck. Oh, well, that's important. Because this is when you still had plastic bed liner drop-ins. Oh, okay. Which were great for the time. Um, all vinyl interior. Mm-hmm. All vinyl. Like two paper towels and three squirts of Windex and the whole thing's clean. <laughs> <laughs> all right? Okay. Uh, four-speed manual transmission. Okay. Uh, 2.4 liter, four cylinder, as, as Nissan was, uh, you know, for most of the trucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Okay. At one point it, uh, developed a bent drive shaft because I ramped it off of this <laughs> hill <laughs> that was not too far from my house. How old were you? I was 17. That's awesome. And, uh, and we landed pretty hard and it probably. Did you actually get air? Oh Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How this, fast were you going? Uh, maybe thirty-five. Oh, so, oh it, so it was steep. Then. It was this. It was this. It was straight, and then just an immediate angle down. It didn't have a curve. They've since leveled the entire thing. Okay. And paved a new road over it. But it was honestly like a geometry lesson: <laughs> straight and then a turn. 
like a <laughs> like an angle. There was no transition, no taper, yeah, awesome. no bevel. Yeah. Um, so, so you got done watching so, World Rally Championship, yes. <laughs> and then yeah. went outside. We're like, "Well, boy, I can do that!" And yeah. I got in your truck, and yeah. yep, got my pickup truck. That's awesome. Like every Missouri boy does. That's fantastic. So at fifty-four miles an hour, it had a shimmy that, uh-huh. like, I would hold my index finger up when I would put my hand at twelve o'clock on the wheel, uh-huh. and my finger would just go, <laughs> and just shake. Massively, like I was saying, nah, nah, Ian, nah. I like that you developed a party trick for this problem rather than get it fixed. Yeah, yeah. I was seventeen. I worked at a grocery store. That I was just awesome. glad the truck started most of the time. Yeah. So, um, how did it meet its end? What what happened to it? Uh, we sold it to uh, we my my parents and I sold it to a guy that my sister was dating, uh-huh. and then I think he might have fallen asleep at the wheel and wrecked it. Oh. And he he was okay. I mean, he was pretty banged up, and he's yeah. he's okay. But Zach, well, you don't know if he's okay now. No, I don't know now. I haven't talked to him. Um, for quite some time. That was a, just a completely unnecessary bringing it down. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I don't know why I did oh, that. Oh, God, emotions again. Uh, <laughs> Team Clear Coat Emotions. This has been Team Clear Coat Emotes. Um, we've lit in a candle. Um, so, did I just say litten? We've litten a candle. You're just coming up all Missouri. Uh, God, it, this is what happens. So, anyway, the shimmy, uh-huh. you would get past it. It would actually yeah. go away, and then it would be perfectly fine. You, you just, just had a wheel weight. You just had to get through it at 54 miles an hour, and then you were okay. You probably dislodged a wheel weight fucking jumping it. <laughs> I'm sure I dislodged prob- plenty of things. It's probably all that it was. Oh, and this car also had a, st- had a flywheel that had some chewed up teeth on it, <laughs> so it would go through starters... It, the gear, the pinion gear that would, yeah, you know, uh, for the starter, it would chew through that on a starter maybe once every four months. Mm-hmm. And so I you just, just replaced the starter. Yeah. And O'Reilly Auto Parts had like a lifetime replacement parts guarantee. So I just take the same oh. starter back to O'Reilly over and <laughs> over and over again. I could change a starter on that thing probably to this day so fast. Maybe like, <laughs> I don't know, realistically like 35, 40 minutes. That's to do hilarious. a whole starter on that. Anyway. That's really funny. So, 88 Nissan pickup truck. Okay. Okay? All right. Uh, spoiler alert, none of these are going to be the sub. I, I was, Sorry. I was not expecting them. Okay. Um, next up, we have a 1994 Nissan pickup truck. Okay. King Cab. Yeah. Okay. Your eyes did not light up. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, then you're... I'm not a, I'm not a pickup truck guy. Then you're know. not from Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 1994 Nissan pickup truck. Cloth interior. Okay. Unfortunately, automatic transmission. Okay. Yeah. Same 2.4 liter. 2.4 liter KA 24E, which was an evolution of the 2.4 liter. Is again, once again, the same thing that was in the Nissan 240SX at the time. Okay. I mean, it did okay. The truck weighed next to nothing, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Yeah. So there we go. All right. Uh, It was a blue with a teal stripe on the side as things were in yeah, 1994 because 1990- the 90s yep 1994 put a teal stripe on it <laughs> yep should we make it wavy yeah i guess yeah. if you want yeah teal was really had a good year yeah yep that year yep so and then oh, we have the worst car i've ever owned okay it was a 1990 toyota camry four-cylinder mm. maroon 
with maroon cloth interior. <laughs> this car maroon over maroon. Th- my did it have tra- gold? Did it have gold lettering? No, it did not. I should have. I should have played at the lettering. Yeah. Um, the the Nissan the '94 Nissan transmission grenaded. Melissa and I were getting married. We needed a car fast, mm-hmm. right? Um, we, I bought this from a guy at work that worked on cars. Someone had stolen this from another person that had worked at our office. Okay. I mean, the, there was a person that owned this at our office. They had it stolen out of their park, apartment parking lot one day. The police found it with a blown engine. Because if you floored, floored it, to to a certain extent, the transmission wouldn't shift to the next gear. Okay. It would just it would just spin. It would just it wouldn't hit the rev limiter. There was something wrong with the car. Okay. Where it would just and this is what someone who It would let you over rev it. Yes. Yes, exact thank you. So whoever stole it over revved it, blew the engine and just left it somewhere. The police found it, recovered it. I bought it from a guy that put a new engine in it. Okay. It still had this problem, <laughs> which I I, I I was, you know, like I do, I'm just putting my foot down trying yeah. to figure out it was an automatic transmission. Um, and for a second, I realized, oh, God, that's happening. <laughs> and I backed off the throttle immediately and everything was okay. Wow. Yeah. So, hmm. so FMK cars, Ian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cars Dave's owned. Um, I think think you can't kill them all it's, it's, <laughs> it's the car opposite of pokemon you cannot kill them all yeah um so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna kill the king cab okay i can see that stay with me yeah i have plans for for these cars okay good killing good. the killing the king cab okay i'm going to I'll, i'm gonna fuck the camry and yeah. I'm just going to blow it up. Yeah, you're just going to blow the engine. Yeah, yeah. just because I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then with the the pickup, I think I'm going to do all of the Nissan 240SX type mods to it and just drift truck. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to daily yes. drive a drift truck. Yes. That's yes. what's going to happen. Awesome. I'm going to slam it. Yep. I'm going to have absurd amounts of camber. Uh-huh. Lots and... of stickers on the passenger side of the windshield. Yep. I'm going to do the the wheels with the one spoke that doesn't match. Yeah. Uh-huh. And drift truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll plasti dip the whole thing. Yeah. 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 I nice. like it. Drift truck bros. <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay. What do you got for me, Ian? So uh, what was your... F- is the Saab your favorite car then? Oh, by far. The Saab... We haven't really talked about our yeah. car history ever. Yeah, the... That right there is my car history, okay. and and then the Saab. So yeah, the Saab was the first car I had that was actually fun to drive, had some power, and was you know a real car car. I mean, like a lot of people, you know, say, well, you know, it's front wheel drive, you know, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. I, it doesn't matter to me. Like I understand that rear wheel drive cars are great. I've driven tons of rear wheel drive cars, you know. Growing up in pickup trucks, you get a very good idea of rear-wheel drive handling. Yeah. Especially when you're 17 years old, they vibrate like hell at 54 miles an hour, and they're on completely bald tires <laughs> in Missouri yeah. rain and ice storms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I love the Saab for what it is. I yeah. don't want it to be more than it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to be the first of what I hope to be many awesome cars in my future. Okay. What would your answer be for the three that you gave me? Uh, yeah, I would, 
I'd never, I wouldn't have thought of doing drift truck, but, uh, so if I was to just pretend that that didn't exist, I think I have really fond memories of that Nissan, that four speed Nissan pickup truck. Yeah. It was just so easy and so low maintenance and Nissan's interior build quality at the time. Like I love that. That the Saab has beaten you down so much that yeah. you think replacing the starter every four months is oh, low maintenance. Dude, <laughs> that's like shaking hands with someone. <laughs> <laughs> that's how difficult that is really compared funny. to Saab ownership. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right. All right, you ready for my FMG? I am. Course? I am, man. Okay, so I've kind of uh, took – this is sort of inspired by our – our write-in one last week. Okay, yeah. It's another pop culture inspired one. Awesome, awesome. This is, uh, there's a twist with this one as well. Okay. Um, pop culture police cars. Oh. Actually, they're all movie police cars. Awesome, okay. Okay, so you have to do police work in them. Okay. And you have to use the relevant accent. Okay. Oh, as of the region? Do, oh, as you do the, as you do the police work from the movie Oh, the characters that drove perfect. Okay. Perfect. Okay. I, I will say, if you haven't listened to episode five, you definitely need to. Not only did we have a great listener submitted FMK cars. Thank you, Sean. Uh, Ian had quite possibly the greatest FMK cars of all time. We will forever live in its shadow. <laughs> all right. Go on. This Thanks. one's Thank you, Ian. pretty good. I don't think it's as good as, good, oh. as good as that one, but it's pretty good. Yeah. The first one uh-huh. is the Dodge Monocle. The the monocle, wow, Monaco, the Dodge Monaco, Dodge Monaco. I don't driven even... by Jake and Elwood Blues. Oh, okay, okay, yes, perfect. Yep, All right. Uh-huh. There it is. Yep. There it is. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. Oh man, I remember watching that movie with my dad, who was a cop. Uh huh. And yeah, so I I have good memories of that. Yeah. yeah was uh-huh. he? Did he enjoy the way that the uh-huh. police were portrayed oh. in that movie? <laughs> He thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I will say, so my dad was a cop. Um, the whole thing about cops and donuts exists because it is completely true. Yeah, growing up and being in the police station with him when I was a kid, and there were donuts everywhere. My first memory as a human being mm-hmm. is of him coming home from a late shift, waking me up, and taking me to Winchell's to get a donut. <laughs> Like at 11 o'clock at night. That's hilarious. I was maybe like four. I don't know. Four, four or five. Why are we getting donuts? Hey, I had a glazed donut and chocolate milk and that entered my, that That's kicked hilarious. off my carb addiction for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. Anyway. That's really funny. Okay. So the first one is the Blues Brothers thing. So obviously yes. whenever you interact with anybody. Yes. Oh, the yeah. entire time you uh-huh. own this car, yeah. you're I, on a mission from gut. I, you know? ha- I have to communicate in harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second one uh-huh. is the 1986 Ford LTD Crown Victoria. Uh-huh. Guess what movie that's from? 1986 Ford Crown Victoria. Funny accent. Features a policewoman. Oh, Raising Arizona. Fargo. Oh, Fargo. Yes. yes okay. It's Fargo. Awesome. Very close. Okay. okay. So Fargo. Uh-huh. So you get to drive that around, yes. uh-huh. and then you get to talk in a hilarious far Minnesota accent. Minnesota. Yep. Yep. What are you doing? The last one is a little bit of a cheat, um, but we're going to go with the uh, Piaggio Ape 
Piaggio Ape. I'm that sure I Inspector Clouseau drove in Return of the Pink Panther. <laughs> I have a little video <laughs> clip, but you have to talk like Inspector Clouseau. It's like a C, uh, 2CV truck. Yeah, so ba- it, I think that's exactly what it is, actually. It is, yeah. Um, so essentially what this is, everybody, is uh, it's the scene where he uh, pretends to be a phone repairman uh, and then ends up, I believe, driving it. Into, oh, it's this. It's the three wheeled one. Oh, like a tuk tuk almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. this one. So he oh, ends up okay. driving it. I believe he drives it into a pool. Ah. Oh, he drives. He drives both of those into a pool. Oh, okay. So I think that is a two CV truck, and then uh-huh. he's got the Piaggio Ape. We're gonna go with the Piaggio Ape. Okay. Um. So that's what we're doing. Okay. All right. Wow. Uh, yeah. you've done some champion googling. Thank you. To figure that out. Thank you. Um. Oh man. Wow. So it's basically what silly voice do you want to affect yeah. for the rest of your life? Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to kill the Piaggio. Oh, I was really hoping to get you to do a sorry cartoonish French accent on this. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, man. Um, you know you're gonna have to do whatever voice you pick on the right now. I know, and this is kind of guiding my decision because I can't do impressions. <laughs> I can't. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going. I'm going to. Fuck the tr- car from the Blues Brothers. Yes. I'm going to pick up my dad, uh-huh. and we're just going to drive around at night with sunglasses on, just and the windows down, Yeah, and just, you know, pretending to smoke cigarettes. That's yeah. a very sweet and sentimental yeah. thing. I'm uncomfortable with it. <laughs> you know, there are families out there that love each other. I know. It's just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah no, oh, we're, he's oh, actually holding me yeah <laughs> you guys uh should probably know that the whole time we do this we actually spoon yeah um alternate between big and little um <laughs> so yeah so that's what i would do with the blues brothers car and then i would just pick the bit the best minnesota accent that i could do and i would whip that fargo uh, Crown Vic, it's gonna run forever. Yeah. So apparently, like this is until death do you part mm-hmm. with with a Crown Vic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's our FMP yeah. cars. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of another thing to say in the accent, like one of those like <laughs> phrases, like yeah, like for, don't you know? Yeah, don't, don't you know? Don't you know? Is the one uh, yeah. f- for like um, my New Jersey relatives, like. Um, you want a cup of coffee? You want? Uh, <laughs> you need to take your dog for a walk. Yeah, you know, like I, I couldn't think of anything to do for the Fargo accent. Yeah, don't yeah. you know? That's don't always you know. just fill that in. Don't you know? Yeah. Every like third word is yeah. That. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else you got, Ian? I don't have anything. Okay. I'm all. I'm all. I'm fresh out. Okay. I don't know if we're going to be able to record another podcast before you go for Chump Car. Yeah, I don't think so. Yep, so good luck, man. Thank you. Uh, when we talk next, when the listeners hear us, you're going to be on the other side of that. Yeah. And, I mean, that has to be our next episode. You Do you just... think the full body cast is going to interfere <laughs> with my ability to talk? Or... Only if your jaw is wired shut. Okay. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we'll uh, translate the podcast into a system of blinks. <laughs> and uh, uh... We'll just be coming to you from Morse code. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah so... Good luck at Chump Car, formally. So, other listeners. Thank you. Listeners, write in to, at, to teamclearcoat at gmail.com 
Wish Ian some good luck. Yeah. For his chump car race. Thank you. If you have experience or advice on driving Road America. And oh, you, yeah. And you happen to be listening to this. First of all, I'm sorry that you've spent your time doing this. Yeah. Um, second, write in it and let Ian know uh, whatever advice you have, whatever sage wisdom. Or if you happen to have driven a Maserati bi-turbo in <laughs> anger, all this, three of yeah, you. That would be good, too. Yeah. That would be good, too. If, huh? it, if it lasted more than half a lap, <laughs> I would like to have some tips on how to keep that thing going. And, and actually, first time racing. I mean, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's keeping, a great keeping idea. Keeping track of, yeah. you know, idiots dive bombing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, good tips. I'm, I'm excited to hear all of them. Yeah. So. I would lo- I would love to see what people out there have to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Or don't do any of that and instead spend all of your writing energy uh, writing us a review on iTunes. Write us a review on iTunes. Which would be much better. Uh, send us any FMK car suggestions that you have. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to have listener submitted ones. And uh, you can find us at Team Clearcoat on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Yep. Teamclearcoat.com. Teamclearcoat at gmail.com. Picking up on a theme. And Ian? Uh, I'm at I roll so hard. Eyes roll so hard. Yep. I I think it's just plural. It is not, just singular. singular. I don't know why I'm screwing that up. It's That's, my thing. It's past my bedtime. Yeah. I roll so hard. Yep. Uh, E-Y-E. Yep. And you can see great pictures of his uh, <clears throat> wonderful Volkswagen R32 yeah. and an occasional selfie with a llama. <laughs> um, my, mine is at Nuck Nuck Goose N U K N U K Goose on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I apologize if you see pictures of me in cycling clothes. Uh, you know, yeah, eye bleach forever unclean. The best part about your Instagram feed, honestly, uh-huh. is all of the selfies you take while you're riding your bike and then it's just like i in my head i just have an over under of how many of those you do successfully before the inevitable happens and your phone just is lost forever yep yep needless to say i get the apple care plus 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 because you know? <laughs> i know hey shiny new iphone we're gonna meet concrete at some point yeah they should yeah. really just check out your instagram feed and then they would you would never be able to buy a warranty ever again they'd be like i'm sorry you're too high risk yep yeah. yep I, i'm working on perfecting the art of the bike selfie yeah yep. Yep. <laughs> all right well yeah good job everybody high five we're high fiving high yeah. five okay all right see thanks. you next time thanks everybody